Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Time to get inside of this ninja. Time to enter this ninja. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Enter Into Mr. Ninja. Wet your finger. Ninja Entrance. Up to the knuckle and enter the ninja. Oh, my goodness. Big old thank you, folks, to Nolan, the Tubi Terror Bunny. Thank you. Our Patreon supporter who had this happen. And you best believe we will be doing the sequels as well <laughs> to this. What is this, 1980-something? 1982, I want to say. I'm looking it up real quick. It's early 80s. Yeah, starring our 81 starring Franco improbably starring Franco Nero whom you might know yeah. as the original Django. Um, I I I want to talk about that. Um I want to talk about a lot of things, but yeah, thank you Nolan. Yes. Um I let's let's just get right into it because so, so th- whenever I look up like ninja films, this is on a list. It's always like top I, most iconic ninja films. It <sighs> why why is why? I, th- I think this is had, it ironic no i think this had something to do with like launching the ninja craze in america okay because like it has okay stunts in it um very, but it's not extremely like, okay like that okay uh, yeah okay is being stretched very very thin in that sentence it's cut around it yeah it's cut around it's almost like it's just like some honky um, I, 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 I want to go through this whole thing. I want to start with the opening credits, Tom, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I'm not even asking you how you liked this film. I don't think that's it's irrelevant. A fair question. It's irrelevant. I, I, yeah, it's not a fair question. Uh, I, I would argue that every film should have these opening credits, yeah. which is a black screen with a ninja doing cool shit. Mm-hmm. The movie doubt should have had this, mm-hmm. um, yep. every single one. Yep. And he just keeps bringing Planes, out trains different and automobiles. Yep. North. Yep. Home yeah, on the it, range. It they don't even need the to make new Queen, footage. Jurassic yeah. Park, all of them. Yeah, just the it same just, ninja demonstrating different weapons in a black room. A hundred percent. It's just him showing off his weapons. He's yeah. so proud. He's all like, the stuff he just bought from the from the gun show. Yeah, he's so serious. And then his friend comes over to hang out um, in his ninja outfit, um, and then we open on just this fucking honky. In a white ninja outfit, blankly staring like a cat. The funniest thing um, about this dude in the white ninja outfit that we notice um, as he progresses through this scene, which is is him creeping through the jungle, dispatching teams of red ninjas uh, as, a, as yeah. a ninja in black pursues him, uh, right. 
is that the ninja in white clearly has a mustache. Yes. <laughs> and I don't, it's not that, it's not that the, you can see it through his ninja outfit. It's that the outline of his mustache is so ferocious that you can see the outline of his mustache through his ninja mask. It's incredible. So you don't see the darkness like that you would see, like seeing somebody's hair through a thin piece of clothing. You actually see like the mound, the mountain. Yeah. Uh, that his like mustache like, is creating in the shirt. mask. Exactly. Yeah. His mustache is so strong. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's incredible. And we'll get to when he takes this mask the off. Thrill of, the I was thrill of an obviously mustached ninja and waiting for him to take his mask off. <laughs> There's something really funny about a mustache ninja because like ninjas to me, they aren't, they aren't vain. There's no vanity there. So you, t- you, you strip yourselves of any identifying marks and so, like, a ninja with a mustache immediately just doesn't feel like a ninja to me. It feels like someone who, like, it's, it, it feels like someone who is playing dress up. Um, and so that's very funny. And then this opening, because they, they're about to have this face off. They're over these mountains. And they, they, it's like, it's so it's white ninja and then black ninja. And they're facing off. And then we do a hard cut to white ninja just running away through the woods. And I thought that was very funny. It is. Because I thought I was about to see an awesome fight. <laughs> and then he's just running. And then the red ninjas join. I assume red ninjas, so like white ninjas, that's blending in with like snow. Uh, black ninjas for night. I assume red ninjas are like if you're fighting in a target. Something like that. Yeah, a circus, circus. I, yeah. Um, and so uh, he's just fucking these ninjas up. He cuts a man right in his mouth. Um, yeah, he to does. Give it, yeah, to give it context, the subtitles I was watching had the subtitle Karate Yells. <laughs> and, and it was like, yep, that is what I just and heard. Percussion beats, I think, was the yeah. other thing. Because it's these drums. <laughs> that are accelerating as he's just making his way through this uh, holiday in courtyard uh beating the christ out of these ninjas right and again when when we say he's beating them up it's more like the editing is beating them up like they're just cutting around right the fact that he'll 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 move his arm it's less so in this scene but much more in in later scenes involving franco nero whenever he has to karate someone is that he'll raise his arm and then it'll immediately cut to a much further away shot of a very different man in a wig doing karate right this felt like a westworld style amusement park for like people who want to be ninjas that's the vibe i got is like he's role playing uh and it all leads to this dude's house this old dude who's just standing there uh not minding his own business and the white ninja just bows and chops his fucking head right off yeah it rules dave it It fucking rules and then this movie this movie had me from this moment on and it never lost me again here's where it really had me because he goes inside it's clearly some ritual and then he takes off his mask and you get to see this guy's face and he looks like he drives a monster truck for a living like he is just the biggest dirt bag the last thing you he doesn't look flexible just his face alone doesn't look flexible like you'd never imagine that this man would be capable to be I'll tell anything you, close to a ninja i'll tell you what you you, you might be better familiar with him from uh, listeners if knowing that he 
played the original Django in the uh, older Western movies. Uh, he's briefly in Django Unchained in one scene. But you probably know him better as the general in Die Hard 2 that William Sadler is trying to rescue. Like the, the guy yeah. who's the clear caster analog. That's the ninja that is the hero of Enter the Ninja. Yeah. He's just this he's, like slab of meat with yeah, a mustache. Yeah. I mean, he's handsome and he's in shape. But he's obviously not a ninja. <laughs> yeah, nothing against him. He no, nothing against doesn't... him. He's a fine actor. I love him. He, pl- oh, he plays again. The, he plays the fucking pope in John Wick Two, or not? Not right. the pope, but he plays one of the people at the Continental in the guy that runs the Continental in John Wick Two. Sorry. Right. I just the mustache alone is just like I can't take you seriously if you have a mustache and you're calling the yourself a ninja. The fact that you can see it outlined in his mask is the most right. thrilling moment in cinema. What a promise, and then what a reveal. And- we learned that this is initiation that apparently costs the lives of many people. Um, and then the no, they're boss all fine. guy... He reveals... The guy that got cut in his face did get cut in his face, but then he also pulls like a board out of his like robe. What about the guy whose head he cut off? Oh, well, that, that guy comes walking in. It's him. Like, he comes oh, walking it's in. It's a dummy. It, it, the guy that walks in carrying the head is the guy whose head he, he's supposedly cut off. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, why is... Yeah. Um, and then he, they give him a ninja license. They call it a ninja it's license. It's his graduation ceremony, which basically. Which is extremely funny. They're like, here's your license. And I'm like, so if a cop pulls him over for doing ninja stuff, can he give him the license? It is. It's his graduation. Um, and then they're having dinner, and this one ninja's pissed about this he's honky gonna, ninja. He's going to go to Pizza Hut with his mom after this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that that's how it begins. This other ninja's pissed because this honky is being called a ninja, which again, I get it. Um, and then he goes off to see his friend. He gets in his street clothes, which looks like a disco club manager. He's wearing a white suit with a blue button down underwards, under, under that. Like every shot of this guy is a surprise is what I found. Um, <laughs> and he scales the side of this house, this fence, which I didn't believe. I just didn't believe that that he could he could be flexible enough to scale something, and especially in like white leather pants. Uh, a lady points that's a shotgun a, that's at him. That's a big ask. Yeah, the white leather pants. Yeah, lady points a shotgun at him. He disarms her and gropes her. He does. Uh, Did you notice that? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> And her, and then her husband comes out. This absolute dirtbag. This guy. They're both the biggest dirtbags in the world. His name it was it Frank. His, his name friend? is Frank. He, my God, I. There's no, I, I'm trying to find the words to describe this this hero, this heroic man, this buddy, this old war buddy of his, who he's come down to Manila to stay with, and this guy has some sort of plantation that these local thugs are trying to force him to sell. It's a western, basically, but also yeah. a ninja movie. In any other film, he would be playing the villain. That's what it comes down to. Is right, he looks well, like a sleazebag rich guy who like got away with a murder. Right. I said all that one because it's, it's vital information to the story of Enter the Ninja, but also because like normally we're supposed to like that character, the character that's because right. we don't want this character to lose their land. Normally, this guy sucks from the yes. moment we meet him, and he sucks in such an awesome way, like a loud, one of the most a deafeningly loud way. <laughs> One of the most defining traits of his character is that he likes cockfights. So to put that into perspective and like, so this, and I don't like our main character also just groped a lady. This lady who doesn't know who he is, is the only like heroic character. 
And then and so like Frank comes in, he's like, ha ha, it's my friend. I guess he I should have told you. her. I guess I should have told you he was coming. And he's yeah. like, come on, let's have a drink. And she's like, you it, just woke up. Eh, get the fuck out of here. So they show us that he's a dirtbag. Yeah, he has this weird way of talking where his lips don't touch. Did you yes. notice that? He's a teeth talker. He's one of those guys. He's a teeth talker, yeah. And he's got a, he's all teeth. His hairline is in the center of the top of his head. So which is not a knock against him. It's just it's a configuration of hair that they don't allow in films anymore. He looks like yeah. Art Garfunkel, and it's amazing, Dave. Every it's amazing. part of him is amazing. <laughs> And you immediately get the sense that their marriage is going to end in a murder-suicide right, within right. minutes. It's, it's, it's on the rocks. Later on in the film, apropos of nothing and unprompted completely, uh, Frank will tell uh, uh, the ninja, Franco Nero, that he can't get it up for his wife anymore and that it's she an deserves someone that can have sex with her. And then he does. In the very next scene, Franco Nero heroically has sex with his wife. Those sequence of events, it's beating up henchmen, cut to a bar where he tells him he can't get it up, cut to him fucking his wife. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Dizzying. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, it feels like the murder suicide in this scene is going to happen immediately because she's holding a shotgun. Yeah. And she says, like, do you have to drink? And he's like, I don't have to. I just want to. And she clearly hates him. And then they go to a fucking cockfight. And I'm like, so these are the heroes? And then we learn, I, I think we meet the real hero, which is um, uh, Porn Jacket. <laughs> I don't know his name. Oh, I the, just guy with, porn jacket. the guy who was the fucking porn salesman. Yes. He, this, so they're walking the streets of, I forget where this is, like Panama. Manila. I forget. All right. Um, uh, and uh, they, this man is like, hey, 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 buddy. You want to buy some porn in my jacket? And he opens his jacket and just like taped to the inside of his jacket are loose photographs of nude women. Like not magazines, just like, like cutouts. Like some of them like are Polaroids. Them of others have yeah. been cut out of magazines. Right. And I it's thought, like, oh, this it's is like a, um, it, it's like a third grader trying to sell nudes. Yes. Like it's a very then, grade school enterprise. And then he's like, perhaps this is your thing. And he has crucifixes. And he's like, in ca- like in case you have to fight vampires, he has and his jacket is filled with crucifixes and porn. And he walks around that way, just with crucifixes and porn. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that makes him money. Um, I don't know who's buying the Those crucifixes. Those are the only two interests, Dave. It encapsulates all. Yeah. And then our hero... Um, just acts like this guy is a completely normal man like the movie is just like yeah it's just a this is just a guy and and, and then i i thought like is this guy gonna be the villain what's gonna go on with this guy he just becomes like a regular character porn jacket yeah it's like his closest confidant basically yeah they just become friends um and it, it's uh I don't know. They're just all dirtbags. Like at this point, like the, this is one of those movies where they have to, in order to make these guys the heroes, they have to introduce a bigger dirtbag. Yeah. Because then they also go to a bar to find laborers. And so, again, I felt like these are the villains of a different film. Like they, they go in to get laborers who they kind of don't care that much about. Um, no, we're not really shown their plight. It's all about like, no. Frank doesn't want to lose his land, but also Frank sucks like hard. Right, it's it's just these people who suck have this land and and um and just yeah, this like land you don't underpay deserve. laborers and do cockfights and it's like you are the villains of another person's 
movie, but then we get Hookhand, Fancy Man. Um, and he's like a Mike Myers character. Right. He's real over the top. He's an Austin Powers villain that's just shaking down people while being German with a chin beard and a hook for a hand. Yes. So he's just, he's really trying to establish himself as a supervillain. Yeah. He looks weirdly modern with his chin beard. Little, like he looks a like bit. a dude out of time. Yeah. Um, and then he has henchmen. Um, and we basically get like, uh, uh, you know, bar fight where our ninja um, doesn't want any trouble, but has to, you know, has to fight these guys. Yeah, don't you hate um, it when that happens. We cut to the 80s business villains, which I love 80s business villains because it's always so unclear what they actually do. Like, their office has, like, a pool, and no one's working, and it's just, like, they're at desks, but they don't seem to have any business. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, there's no, like, filing cabinets. They're not doing anything. Right, there's no f- telephones that I can see. Yeah, uh, and there and the the villain is in a, his blue business komodo. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, and we learn that they're buying up this land, and Frank won't buy the land. Yeah, he, he won't he sell. Won't, he won't he play won't ball. Sell. Yeah, yeah, he won't sell. Um, and so and then fancy hook hookman is like he's the one who's there to um to do it to, to like pressure everybody and he's like this guy won't play ball and he has like a he has like a murder guy with him you don't understand um, it boss he's got this guy with him he's some kind of ninja right and so what normally would happen is frank would die soon right frank would get murdered and that'd be the inciting incident but the filmmakers decided like no they want more frank we got to keep frank around yeah he's yeah, he's, for- he's the glue of the film so let's get another cockfight scene. And they give us another cockfight <laughs> scene. He's so excited about it. He's so excited. It's wholesome. He's like, let's have it's a like, cockfight. Cock they're all like, yay. <laughs> yeah. They, it's literally like they're kids getting milkshakes. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. And we learn that Frank is a war buddy at this point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the bad guy got more henchmen. And they come. They drag a man at the back of their fancy little car. Um, and then our ninja shows up and he pulls off the guy's hook hand and throws it to which we hear a sad trombone sound. Um, <laughs> why would they do that, Tom? I don't know. Cause it's bloody. Yeah. Like he then, rips the hook off of his arm and throws it. And the music goes, womp, womp, womp. Womp. <laughs> there's a lot of like sexy disco music to this. There is like these yeah. fighting scenes. It's one of those movies where like, like Mitchell is a very good example of that. When you watch Mitchell and you're like, why is it like party sex music during these action sequences? Um, it's the same thing here. It's like they got a guy to do the music and they were too embarrassed to fire him. And this is just what he did. This is what he did. Um, well, so Hook, I guess this Hookhand is the score. Fails. Yeah. Hookhand fails. Um, and he goes back to the boss. And this was interesting is like, he basically does the I won't fail you again and the boss is like, I know you won't. You know that scene? And I expected him to shoot right, him. You expected him to get fed to tigers or something. Right. He just lets him go. No, he just lets him continue working for him. Right. Well, he fires him. He Remember? Because at the end, you see him working at like a car dealership. Right. Which is one of the weirdest plot arcs well, I've he seen. Fi- he fires him after they recruit goons right because the guy guy comes back and then they do have a goon recruiting scene yeah right but then he fires them right and and that's like 
it's just funny because he's supposed to be the evil guy and the 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 main characters are already scumbags um and so to have him like just fire him and be reasonable i'm just like you need every chance you can get to make this guy unlikable yeah because our hero is unlikable yeah first one of the first things he done is groped a woman we got a real problem with the hero right now so yeah but he's like he lets him go and i'm like oh i guess he's a fine boss i guess he's just a reasonable boss yeah at this point i completely forgot that this is supposed to be a ninja film um because we're just watching two guys who smell like beer uh just be like mildly repulsive (laughs) and then beating people up like they don't dress like ninjas or anything no not for most of the film yeah, and they and Frank never asking. does, which is a real missed opportunity. Right, and it feels like so the they first present it as like these guys are giving them trouble, but then they go. Did I get this right? They go to their henchmen lair and just like beat them up, and like threaten them. Our th- heroes do. I think so. I think that's what happens. Yeah, so they're just looking for trouble now. Yeah, yeah, they go. They go infiltrate his base. This is yeah. This is. This is uh, the fight this that they the have, part, right? Yeah. And then after it, Frank is drunk and it's just out of nowhere. Right, I wrote it us. down. As yeah, there you go. Three scenes back to get back. Uh, two men beat up a bunch of henchmen and break into a place. Scene two, one man confesses to the other man that he can't get it up. Scene three, the other man fucks that man's wife. That is, and it like cuts, they don't. And then scene four is the next morning where it's them all at breakfast and Frank is still ranting about the fight from last night. Right. Um, and the wife gets real upset and they have a weird, awkward fight. <laughs> yeah. And again, a murder suicide is inches away from happening. I also want to note the sex scene. They don't show. They never flirt. Like I said, he gropes her. <laughs> And she just seems generally bothered by him. And like she, by this point, she's like a little lukewarm on him. And they cut to like them already in bed. Like they don't even show the lead up to how it happened. He's just in the middle or just about to have sex with her. And they're just like ready to go. Like it's not even like passionate. And what I mean is like they're not like in an office and it's spur of the moment. They're like in a bed in their jammies. <laughs> like they're well, she, like, she, like they're living together. Right. She walks all the way into his room. He's in bed reading a newspaper. She climbs into bed next to him and they turn right. the lights off. And that's it. Yeah. At least in the version I saw. Right. It's just a couple going to bed. I don't know. It's just so like they're not in a closet. They're not hiding. Yeah, it's really um, weird. It's a real it's jarring really series weird. of scenes. It's so jarring, that scene, because it's so casual that I was like, wait, was that Frank? No, it was the other guy. It was our main guy. Like, because it was so weirdly casual, it just, they didn't draw any attention to it. Um, And then the, so the rich guy at this point is like, they have ninjas. I'm going to get a ninja. Yeah, I want a ninja. I ninja yeah. yeah, I got ninja they money, have, surely. Yeah. They have ninja tryouts. And they get their ninja. Um, and wouldn't you know it, Dave, it's the same guy that our main man, Cole, who is Franco Nero's character's name, was uh, training against in the beginning. It's the same guy that was like, fuck it, this honky's not a ninja. It's that dude. Yes. Yeah. So he has he has a, he has a bone to pick here. He does. And he is committed. He is. I thought at the end, spoilers, when his boss dies, you'd think he'd go like, oh, I'm not getting paid, so... Right, that's part leave. of being a ninja. It's the for hire part is is also fairly crucial. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
they once again break into this guy's fucking office. <laughs> they use jacket. They use the jacket porn guy's powers to distract the guards. Yeah. He walks up to these guards and he's like, hey, look at this Dude, jacket porn. Pin. And they all go like, oh, right. And they go to a corner. Presumably yeah, the to, two guards are like, wow, we. Yeah. Like, are they going to jerk off and look at the I inside guess. of this guy's jacket? It like, was a are different they, time, man. Like, it was a desperate time. Right. They're like huddled in the corner. And well, like then, he, they're looking at his jacket, like, "Oh, look at this guy's." Porn, then he comes in, and porn. Cole comes in and knocks them both out, and then they emerge from the closet wearing the guards' clothes. And I'm like, "You don't make porn jacket man swap clothes. It, he has an entire right. business his in his coat. That's his whole. That's his whole livelihood. That's <laughs> his livelihood. You're making him leave his shop behind. Basically, he's leaving the store right. unattended." At this point, we're so beyond the idea that they're not looking for trouble. That like no one is asking them to keep breaking into this guy's fucking office um like it's so beyond like we're just minding our own business they go into his office and porn jacket guy finds a a projector and is like this must be porn (laughs) because that's the only way this guy thinks he goes oh sweet he's got porn in his evil office yeah which is so funny that he would think that that this guy was just in his office watching porn on 35 millimeter which i guess is the only way you could watch porn in the 80s probably i feel like vhs i don't know um and instead they're watching another ninja movie but it's been edited um, together it's they're yeah. watching a film of the rival ninja stalking and killing somebody but it's it's like dynamically shot and cut together right so i couldn't tell like is the ninja that he hired also an actor right is this like his real is this what he sent ahead of himself to be able to like audition for the part like I if you want somebody is. killed, I can kill somebody. I I genuinely think this is a world where there's so ninja managers and they send out reels to rich people to go, do you want a ninja? And for all I know, this is really how it works. It could be. You know, we, like, I'm not a ninja. We don't know. Zuckerberg might be able to just go online and go to hireaninja.com and they'll send like, you know, footage of ninjas cut together and like little like stats and like prices that could be a thing you could hire a ninja it's true yeah um we get to the couple's house right i think they kill some people i wrote that there's a claw stab in the face there sure is that's when that's when the bad guy sends his ninja uh, to frank's house while he and marianne his wife are having dinner oh right yeah, they're having like a fight while a ninja is killing people behind right, them. Right, while he's in killing the all their guards. The fact you that he has see guards him doing it behind them. Yeah, it's like such a, got- such a huge indicator that he says the line, "Wait here, don't go out there. Wait for the guards." And then she goes yeah, that- outside and is like, "Guards." That's what a villain would so say these are what in a the movie. Bad guys say it's but, yeah. so weird that they're not the bad guys. Um, and- don't get me wrong. If I had, if I thought ninjas were coming after me, I'd try to get guards too but can't, can't white people own a plantation in the philippines in peace <laughs> that's literally, that's literally what, they what do. they're doing <laughs> owning so a plantation weird. in the philippines <laughs> but they finally they're like okay something's up i think because their lamp exploded i was unclear yeah their that. lamp blows up like the bad ninja throws some shit at it right and they're like go check that out frank is finally dead meat we're so long into this movie Frank, his wife gets tied up. Frank gets murdered in front of her. At long last, Frank is dead. Right. And um, uh, she's uh, indifferent, it seems like. She doesn't like seeing it, but she doesn't care that much. No. Oh, 
also, so the evil ninja shows up. They want to show him badass, and there's something very funny. When Frank's running away, he throws a throwing star at him, and he misses. It's and a then thing he that throws they, a second one. It's a thing they keep doing with him. They showed it in the opening training scene where, where uh, Cole is fighting his way through the Holiday Inn courtyard. Um, he throws right. a, This guy throws a few st- throwing stars and misses. So his character is like, he's not great with the throwing stars. He's not the ultimate ninja, Dave. Cole is the ultimate ninja. It's such a vanity thing to do because yeah. if you're actually telling a story, you want the opposite, right? You want Cole to be the I one had who that, has I trouble. I had that thought because like this whole final, like the whole final fight and like the climactic showdown where it's like, oh, he's going to have to face off against this guy. It's like, oh, you mean the guy he beat immediately in the first act? Right. They're doing a terrible job at uh, raising the stakes. Yeah. And they're showing here that it's like he didn't get any better. He's still bad at it. Yeah. Oh, he's um, still the same asshole that's going to get easily beaten by Cole. Got it. Right. But not before going t- going ham on a village. <laughs> One of my favorite. It's like 20 seconds. It's a comedy they, cut. Like they, they, go, they go to the business villains and the business schools are like, ah, my ninja is uh, already. Oh, no, wait, it's. It's uh, the business school and his like right hand man, and and he's like, ah, we get. I think it's high time to deploy my ninja. And the other guy's like, don't worry, sir. I was uh, one step ahead of you. I've already deployed the ninja. I'm sure he's uh, he's he's well into his work as we speak. And then it's a hard cut to him standing and screaming his fucking face off with two torches in his arms as a village burns behind him. Yes, it's like a and smash are running cut and he's like to karate, that. He's like karate kicking them as they run yeah. away, just and then screaming just... like a maniac. Yeah, and then it's just out. We're out. Like 20 seconds later, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a joke cut. It really is. So our hero, if we can call him that, again, no one feels good in this. No. And again, our hero, he never has trouble. He just kills people all the fucking time. He's very Seagal, yeah. Yeah, because he he goes into this corporate building to do his rampage, and he's just, like, murdering people at their desk. Like, there's, I know they call them guards, but there's a scene where there's a guard just sitting at the desk, and he just blows a dart in his neck. And I was like, I don't think that guy was a threat to you. I I, think that guy was a temp. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't know, like, a lot of these guards, they don't feel like you need to murder them. You're not even giving them a chance. Nothing about it feels fair. And he gets to the hench, the, the main henchman. The henchman's like, I, because they've kidnapped the wife, Frank's wife. Yeah. And he's like, come with me. And they have a whole ninja ring set up. And that's why the cockfights were important, Tom. It's poetry. Oh, I see. It's, it rhymes. It bookends. Yeah, it's thematic. They're the cocks that are fighting. Mm, um, and this is the fight. Exactly. Um, and the ninja, he like drives the ninja you there. I'm surprised that's your maybe of this cat fight. You see, the thing is, you're the cocks. This is the fight. <laughs> he drives the ninja there and he's like, wait in the car, which was weird because it's like, just bring him in at gunpoint, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, instead, why did you leave him in the car? It's just like, he go, he's relaying messages like between two fighting parents. So he runs inside. Right. He's like, Mr. Fucking Valerian or whatever his name is. The ninja is here and he'd like to speak with you, but he's rather cross. And then Mr. Bad Guy is like, whatever, tell him to, tell him to get his ninja ass out here. We're ready to talk to negotiate. And he's like, all right, right I'll like, go tell him. And so he runs back to the car and everybody's dead and the ninja's gone. Yeah. Why was he being so reasonable? Yeah. And they're like, fuck, we lost the ninja. Oh, right. We maybe like shouldn't a, have left the ninja by himself. Right. It's like a cat gets lost in the airport. They're like, shit, check yeah. the rafters. Uh, there's a ninja around here somewhere. 
And so he starts picking off the henchmen. I love the guy who looks up, sees the ninja, and goes, what's this jazz? And he goes, I don't know, brother. And then they just both get size in the stomach. They both get size in the gut. What's this jazz? What's this jazz? It's the ninja. Remember how your boss was like, look out for the ninja? Here's the ninja. Right. He He jumps down from the ceiling in front of them, like 10 yards in front of them, and starts doing like a little kata with his sigh. Like he's uh, like he's doing a demonstration at a strip mall, and these two guys with machine guns just sit there and watch him do it. Yeah, they're like, "What's this guy? What's deal? this like, jazz?" I know we were told to look for a ninja. Do you think this is the ninja? <laughs> nah. We and should. We, saw we, this should guy we should ask him arc. if you've seen the ninja though. Once once he's done doing this thing, once he's done yeah. spinning him knives around. One of these guys got a full arc because earlier yeah. they sent hook hit hand henchmen to get more henchmen, and they and he makes he makes them all pair up and fight to prove themselves. But first he goes, "You, you, you'll, you'll do whatever I say. Kill this man to hook hand," and he and he walks up. And again, this felt like very in line with a villain. Is like. And then he goes, get on your knees and say your prayers. And then Hookhand hooks him in the balls. And then they all laugh because apparently they were joking. They were all just having a gag. And like the henchman, you'd think the new henchman would be like, so am I still killing this guy? Or, yeah, so am I okay, killing I guess him? Because I right, do have and, a knife. Right. I was unclear. Like it seemed like they aren't were killers. They were like kids playing around. Um, and then again, he lets the henchman go. This henchman that like it's such a weird instinct. Everything with Hookhand henchmen well, is it's, weird. Yeah, it's also another scene where it seems like he's about to kill off Hookhand for having failed him. For but having failed him. That's again, what a villain... Yeah. Yeah. It, so weird. Um, Ninja throws caltrops into someone's face, he which sure is gnarly. Does. Yeah. They're like, ah! There's a lot of those moments where, like, it's real ultimate power style where, like, he runs and slices someone and they're just, like, their eyes bleeding. And yeah, it like, just zooms oh in on that. Yeah, like, ah, I was too awesome. Ah! He does tummy darts, and this is the one where I'm like, did that guy die? He, he, he fires, like, six darts from his blowgart into a man's tummy, and, like, he reacts like, ah! Right, they treat and, like, it falls like he's over. shot up like Sonny Corleone. Right, and there, it's only, like, a few inches. This happens later where um, he throws a throwing star in the guy's chest, and it goes in a couple inches. And don't get me wrong, like that'll hurt. That's a problem. But I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it punctured an organ or anything. Like I don't know. It, I don't, he dies instantly, and I'm, I'm like the one maybe, in the face. It's like okay, I get that. Yeah, you know? I He'll think get the maybe brain. he's just faking his death, Dave. He's like, oh shit, I got a throwing star in the chest immediately. I'm just gonna wait this one out. It makes me wonder how many. Ninjas. How many of the guys are playing possum in the building? Yeah, how many ninjas get by thinking they're amazing because the henchmen around him are just like, I don't want to deal right. with Right, as this soon ninja. as you get a fucking ninja star in the chest, you're like, I'm done. I'm just, I'm, right, I'm pretending this killed me because this hurts like shit. Right, that'll take the wind out of your sails Yeah, that takes quickly. the fight right out of you. Yeah, you're just like, I'm done because I'm, yeah, I'm cutting my losses. Yeah. I have a ninja star in my <laughs> chest. It's lodged in my rib cage. I don't feel like fighting anymore. Yeah, I, I think I'm done. Yeah. I think I earned my paycheck. Um, they keep yelling ninja. Um, the, the one guy does, funny. yeah. Ninja? Ninja? Yeah. Like, again, like a cat is loose and they're calling for it. Right, like he's a species and yeah. I'm like... I can't stress. He's just some honky with a mustache. He's not ninja. Don't call him ninja. Um, so right. he's a weeb that took a correspondence course this summer. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, because he just he just graduated from this ninja school. Yeah. Um, he kills the rich guy very unceremoniously. Yeah, he just and the other ninja throws a throwing star into him. Right. I felt like the other ninja should just bounce, um, but he doesn't. He takes the lady hostage. They do hand business at each other, which I wanted to point out in the beginning because his final test is hand stuff. Not yeah, like it's goes- making these like signs with his hands that stand for diff- for a-, a series of different things. I-, I assume it has something to do with his teaching or his school or something. Right, and they treat that because him like fighting all the red ninjas and cutting off the head. They're like, good, that was the second to last test, final test what are your memorize your ninja things and it just feels like it's like it's like turning in like a thesis paper um and they're like cool now we need to know your abcs do you know your abcs that's your final test like there it's the wrong order wrong order (laughs) and they do it at each other again here like i don't know what what again i don't know what it is like rushing a fraternity right and then they fight for nobody um they fight to crush their old rivalry yeah, he throws dust in his face. Our hero, Our hero throws dust. Throws fucking Ric Flair dust in the villain's face. It's incredible. I don't know why. That's a thing the heel does. Right. Um, they fight. Bolo uh, does that to Van Damme in Bloodsport. Right. Uh, they fight until he's like, all right, you won. I'm honorable. Give me an honorable death. And so our hero chops off the wounded man's head yeah in this empty arena and leaves um and i couldn't help but think about this as a crime scene tom oh yeah this is going to be a real confusing one (laughs) yeah some (laughs) cop's gonna walk in on this and find a headless ninja in the middle of all of these people with throwing stars in them yeah it's both so here's the thing it's it's both a mystery and a pretty open and shut it's pretty right (laughs) (laughs) where you look at that and you go like I think it might be a ninja. May have been a ninja. I think this might be a ninja fight. We've been getting a lot of ninja calls lately. We've put together a a list of possible suspects, and it's just a composite sketch of Storm Shadow. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's still, like, you still... I think it's the location, because it's like, is it a ninja? Was there a ninja fight that happened? Was there an audience? Like, it's, it's set up in this big... Like, I expected a fuller audience, but... It's, there's anybody just like, there. It was just the guards. Right. So, like, you're going to find this ring that it looks yet. like. Like, why would they fight in the center of the ring if there wasn't an audience? So, I, if I was a cop, I would assume this was, a, like, a ninja Like, a, like an fight. underground fight club. Right. That like a got Mortal Kombat sitch. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the thing is I would assume it was even cooler than it actually was. Right. So, oh, fuck. I think I got a Mortal Kombat on my hands. Right. I'd be so excited. Yeah. I'd be like, am I, oh my God, am I the Sonya? Am I going to be the Sonya? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I hope I don't lose my Right. Arms, You're like, but... oh no, am I the Jax? <laughs> yeah. God, I hope I'm not the Jax. Fuck. I want to be the Sonya so bad. And as soon as you get that thought, your fucking friend sticks his arm. Are you still good to help me with my juggling contest tomorrow, right? Right. Um, we have one more scene in this movie, which is our hero is now friends with porn guy. He sure porn is. Jacket. They're BFFs he's just forever. Like, They're going to start a new like, A-team together. Right. He's like, I'm going to call you Frank. You're Frank now. You're my best friend. And they're, I forget where they're going, but he says a true ninja doesn't kill. And I was like, I, I don't... You've killed I, scores of men. Right. Like, it's, it's like that sketch where Batman doesn't realize he's killing people. <laughs> the funnier die. 
Where it's like, what do you... Uh, hold on. Tell me what you think kill means, please, real quick. Uh, and then they see Hook Hands guy working at like the dealership or he's rental a car. He's a porter. Okay. He's carrying bags. And then he's like, and he's like, of course, we make exceptions. And so it's implied that our hero is going to kill Hookhand in cold blood. Yeah, this defenseless man who's just like working as a porter now. Yeah, sure, he used to be a bad guy, but... Right. But he, again, he's paid the price. I, it's so weird. It's so weird that our villain gave this guy a second chance. Our villain. But then our hero is like, I'm going to kill this guy. Wink, wink at the camera. This is great. End of movie. What a film. Enter the Ninja. Enter the Ninja. Like, I... Like, it's, I don't know. It, I, all You just, like, it's so easy to make them the villain. All you need to learn is that, like, Frank's land is that he's just growing cocaine. And, like, the bad guy was trying to open, like, a solar farm for the people there. Or, like, you, like, you don't know why he needs the land, does he? Yeah, there's oil under it. Oh, okay, so he is a bad guy. But you know what I mean, where it's like it's a few lines away from them just being the bad guys. Yeah, it's a um, it's a very light pass is all it would take. Right. It's an incredible film. Yeah, it's um, really awesome. I'm very much looking forward to watching the rest of the movies in the well, series. Well, we watched the sequel. We did, watched it on Movie Night. That's Revenge right, we did. Yeah, Revenge of the Ninja, yeah, of the Ninja yeah. we did. And I'm prepared to watch it again. I yes. don't... Is this fucking guy... Is this Honky in that one, too? He's not. The bad guy is the main character in the next one. That is so smart of them because this the, the my biggest note for this movie was like you need a an actual ninja. It'd be helpful. It would, yeah, it would be. It would at the be, very least, it would help if your main character is an actor who can do martial arts. Right. Yes. For sure. Um, preferably Asian, just because. Preferably, you know. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> um not fucking franco nero yeah um and make them like likable and like kind of like a a type who you know doesn't want any trouble perhaps not one who's searching for trouble constantly right and i feel like they made those tweaks because in revenge of the ninja i believe the villain is a honky (laughs) um and like you know that uh, again it's 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 the it's like it's the villain is like the honky ninja and our main character is yeah this villain that's amazing wait wait a second it's not the same character but it's the same okay actor. sorry that yeah that just hit me yeah. i was like wait he doesn't have his head anymore no no no, no. he's playing a different person but they just got the same actor <laughs> yeah because I, I think what it is it doesn't have to be honky or no honky it really comes down to like it's the fact that it's a white guy who also doesn't know martial arts. Right. It's like so doubly like, insulting. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, insulting because they're like, we can have someone appro- who knows you're martial arts. you this culture and you don't even know martial arts. <laughs> yeah. It's like they'd rather have a white guy who can't fight yeah. than, than a non-white person who's a great at who fighting. Who can fucking kick ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if I remember Revenge of the Ninja, I remember that there's actually like fighting in that. That like, would be I, nice because I mean, there's not really any in this. It's just kind of like single slashes with a sword, like like Dave was saying, and people go like, Aah! yeah. There's nothing. I don't know if people have noticed, but we didn't talk about the fighting really at all. No, because it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's, the it, fighting look, sucks. It's mostly non-existent. Which again, whenever you write write, if you Google like best ninja films. This this will be on those lists. It will be, and it and, deserves to be, but <laughs> but not for the reasons not that for the like, right reasons, maybe. But no, 
No, for in fact, uh, for the wrong reasons. What an incredible film. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll, I'll agree. <laughs> it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, I didn't not enjoy this oh, film. It's, it's just movie. like, yeah. it's not like... My life is enriched for having seen it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But it's not like... Um, like Miami Connection, the beauty of that is it's just as um, cheesy, but then there's scenes where you're like... Yeah, they can kind of fucking they can do oh, yeah, they could actually fight those guys that was that was yeah. an, that was an important difference in miami connection <laughs> yeah this it's just so bold to make a ninja film and then not have not anybody have people who can fight <laughs> yeah and then you're like well we'll make up for it for making by making them unlikable yeah, ninja pictures don't work did you, did you try the... one where people could fight yeah this is from the director of Over the Top, by the way. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Of course it is. Yep. Um, <laughs> God damn this movie. Arm wrestling is another form of play fighting. It is. It really is. <laughs> Pretending you know karate. You're right. That is another movie where they're like, we want to make like a karate film. Does anybody know karate? No. Yeah. All right. Let's just do like an arm Does wrestling Does anybody know film. how to fight or choreograph anything at all? No. All right. So let's do arm wrestling. Yeah. This has big, like, yeah, backyard wrestling vibes. It does, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, again, I get, it's weird because it's like, I'd see it on lists of so, like, so bad it's good films for sure. Yeah. But it, it really fails as a ninja film. Oh, it's a, <laughs> yeah. It's just enough how much this fails at a ninja, at a ninja film. This fucking wad of meat. Like, he doesn't look like he can fold himself in any way, you know? He's like a, a brick of spam. Right, he's like a refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a refrigerator. You, just, you cannot put that in your trunk. No, you it's can't. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it, really, it feels like he has to travel like a horse. Like, you put him in one of those <laughs> yeah. tall, like, yeah, he just has to be trailer st- hitches. His little mustachioed face peering out through those little slats. Yeah, he is very horse-like. Now that I think about it. And you know what horses are bad at? Martial arts. I mean, as far as we know. Yeah. There's still time to train one. Oh, I mean, maybe. Before the convergence of the realms. You can lead a horse to a dojo, but you, you can't, you can't make him. Can't make him throw a beautiful crescent kick. Exactly. I think, that, I think we're done, Dave. I think we're done. Yeah, this is, we this did was it. a delight. It was. Um, I really enjoyed watching this piece of shit. It was the best yeah, kind of piece of shit. If you like a good bad movie, throw this on. Solid bad um, movie. The cockfights are troublesome. I don't think any roosters got hurt. No, no, no. They separate it, them. Yeah, Maybe. it also it yeah, it looks like it doesn't look like what a real cockfight looks like. It just looks like two roosters freaking out at each other. Yeah, um, I mean they, they, they do them. they do throw two two real roosters down and they are fighting with each other, but they also yeah. pull them apart. Yeah, it's like, I don't think animals were hurt beyond maybe a few scratches, which still isn't great, but it's more like animals were deeply upset in the making of this film. Like, they clearly upset a lot of roosters. <laughs> Those two roosters, of, for sure. Yeah, they were, they were they're pulling them no, off. Not having like, a great let time. Let go of me, man. Let go of me. The guy's <laughs> a dick. See that guy? What'd you fucking say? What'd you fucking yeah. say? <laughs> uh, thank you, Nolan, the 2B Terror Bunny, thank for you. this treat. We will keep watching these. Um, I think there's only three. There's only three. I don't know. Correct. Yeah, we'll we'll get through them all. Um, this was through our Patreon. If people are curious, they go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y, unemployed. 
Uh, there's exclusive podcasts on there. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Muller is a maniac. Star Trek The Next Futurama. Spielboys. All for $5 a month. We also watch movies every Friday night. Like I said, we watched the sequel to this. So if that gives you a uh, vibe for what we do on We there, will certainly watch this one. Oh, yeah. At some oh, point. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is a perfect one to watch. <laughs> yeah, so check it out, folks. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to our GamefullyUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your masked yet conspicuously mustachioed, peepered face onto that. Yep. Also, just on my side hustle, if you see me, um, ask... Uh, I, I have porn in my jacket for you. If you want to jerk off and look at porn also in my jacket. Also religion. I have religion on the other side. Yeah, if you want to jerk off and look at religion. Yeah, if you want to jerk off to God's abs. 